And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to it. Chewing the Fat is the Blaze Media podcast that you're currently listening to. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. If you're listening to this and you are not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, stop whatever it is you're doing immediately. I don't care what it is. Discontinue doing what you're doing at this very moment. Go to a podcast platform of your choice, hashtag not SoundCloud, and uh, subscribe. iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I don't care which. Just hashtag not SoundCloud. And subscribe. Then you can continue doing whatever it is you were doing. It's fine. No problem. Now, we do like to lead with our mistakes here on Chewing the Fat. We make very few, but there's a couple that we like to lead with. Yesterday, I made the mistake of saying the Mall of, Mer- Mall of America. Apparently, I said on the podcast that it was in Wisconsin. It's in Minnesota. I know that. I was looking at that damn pizza map, and uh, I was looking at Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, so I was looking, you know, whatever. There's excuses. There's no excuse. No excuse. I apologize. I also had tweeted out a tweet. People were, uh, you know, they they tweeted out about how, uh, you know, Bush, George W., uh, of course, uh, you know, they're all happy uh, with George, and I'm not getting political. They'll be playing the political music, uh, talking about uh, how this guy doesn't know what it means to be president. And uh, really weird to have that happen now i had quote tweeted that from uh another twitter account at dana lash and uh i just reminded everyone that he just wants to be invited to some parties so let's see he wants to he wants to badmouth trump so he can be invited to some parties and i added to that tweet barbara is just bored at the house i was reminded of two things <laughs> the one thing laura is w's wife barbara who is w's mom she's not with us anymore we lost her i hate to break the news to you but we lost her so i uh no we don't need she's that's been no we're not doing a retro we're not talking about we're not talking about barbara but I've, I knew it was Laura. It was just in the heat of the moment. So, you know, while I'm admitting to mistakes, I'm also telling you that it's not my fault.
So coming up in a little bit uh, on the broadcast, hopefully when I walk across to the break room to get a Coke Zero, uh, Dr. Robert uh, Roger Klein is going to be with us to uh, talk a little bit of coronavirus. And he's going to you know, probably bog us down with facts and try to tell us how bad it is or how good it is and whatever. So uh, I wanted to kind of break down some of the headlines about, uh, well, I, I called it the coronavirus. I apologize. It's uh, COVID-19. So... Um, uh, I just want to be sure the word is clear. I know it's the coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19, but, you know, the world knows it as coronavirus now. I also would like to let you know, uh, before I get to some of the headlines, that uh, we have said on this program that uh, it will get worse before it gets better. And that's a quote from Chewing the Fat from me to you. Okay? We now know that I'm correct. Uh, health ministers from around the world are now quoting chewing the fat in their press conferences. Uh, For an example, the German health minister said that the spread of the coronavirus will get worse before it gets better. (laughs) Now, I will say, just as a, a side note, I'm pretty sure he didn't say it in English. So, uh, while apparently Chris had some whatever emergency, I don't know, maybe the garage door got stuck when uh, FedEx was delivering something. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But, uh, you know, you can't be here. So, uh, Christian is here. And Christian apparently actually speaks German. Is that correct? Yeah, sprich ein bisschen Deutsch. So, ich habe diese Sprache studiert. So, in German, tell me it will get worse before it gets better. Es wurde schlimmer gemacht, bevor es besser ist. Repeat that. No, repeat it again. I want to hear you say it'll get worse before it gets better. Es wurde schlimmer gemacht, bevor es besser ist. I, I, th- right, I think so, I got the verb for become wrong. I'm not a. I haven't memorized all the verbs, but uh, I've got the Google Translate right here for the official. All right, let's see how close you were. Let's go. I'll pretend that you didn't listen to it and cheat, but go ahead. I didn't no, listen. I, don't, don't. No, I don't. I wrote it down so that I wouldn't f- stumble over my words. Okay, here's your translation. Es wird schlimmer werden, bevor es besser wird. Yeah, that was different than what you said. Yeah, he yeah, the, she used the used the the form of werden as wird, as wird. I used as wurde. Uh, again, six one way, half dozen the other. So say it the way you said it. Es wurde schlimmer gemacht, bevor es besser ist. Yeah, why are you calling it as bestes? Put say what she said. Es wird schlimmer werden, bevor es besser wird. So even in German, I'm right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. I proved my point. I proved my point. Chewing the fat ahead of the curve on COVID-19. So as I was looking, uh, and I, you know, again, I don't care what language you're speaking. It's going to get better. I mean, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Was that a Freudian slip? It could have been. I mean, we actually, it might get better. And at at some point, no matter how many people die or get sick, 
it will get better. So I was looking through these. I mean, there are headlines, just incredible headlines that uh, on the coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. I mean, the one cruise ship now has been rejected by four or five countries. They are just floating around aimlessly trying to dock. And they're going, no, not here. Uh, no, we're all booked up. Now, if you want to just back that ship out, just keep right on going. In fact, don't even pull it. Just keep right on going. I, I mean, it's incredible. So one of the things that happens, this is one of my favorite things. This is what makes America, America. Okay. One of my favorite things that happens in times of need, there are people who are willing to help. And we have a uh, guest televangelist on a uh, Jim Baker show tell us uh, he's a naturopathic, Dr. William Selman, who said that the silver solution, a product that, that can be purchased amazingly at Baker's Web Store, has been found to be effective on viruses related to the one from Wuhan. So, so this is what made, and you can get it for you know 125 bucks. I don't know what you get. We should actually try to. We should actually try to. Uh, well, how much do you get for 125 bucks? Let's try to buy some. So, uh, immune system is potentially make their bodies less susceptible to the virus. Silver solution. You can get this on the website, but it does. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Notice. You have a variety of packages. 16 ounce bottle. You can purchase bundles of the product for up to $300. The label states the solution contains uh, deionized water. You can get a 16-ounce bottle. Cost them 40 bucks. That's not bad. 40 bucks to get you away from the coronavirus. That's capitalism in America. And, you know, that's always, uh, there's always uh, people uh, wheeling their wagon down the road, selling their wares, make you better. Everybody's got their magical juice for you to get better for just a small price. Yes, just a small price. You, too, can drink the silver solution. And we can get it to you. You know, the originally the story said 125 bucks, but you can get I mean, I don't want you to buy just a small amount for 40 bucks and then go home and realize you need more. So, what you need to do is buy the bundle. And then you'll be you'll be completely safe for you and your family. And just go to the website and uh, purchase silver solution for you and your family's safety. I mean, that <laughs> Holy cow. There are always people out there uh, hawking their wares, baby. Hawking their wares. You know, specialty carpet baggers, as you would call them. Now, we look at some of the headlines. As we get into the headlines, I mean, China orders house-to-house searches, rounding up sick, forcing them to quarantine centers. Wuhan coronavirus hospitals turn away all but the most severe cases. Well, you look at that headline and you figure that makes sense, right? If the hospitals are getting over flowed with the illness people uh if you're not that bad get out we don't have room for you death toll rises 
and that death toll rises i mean that number is like a, a you know is like the debt clock in new york i think just keeps climbing uh beijing false u.s stance on coronavirus the government singles out u.s for criticism over travel restrictions plays down i mean get over yourself beijing okay i know your the economy is going to start hurting you a little bit and you want to downplay it but that's not our fault okay uh we know we already reported that the doctor who tried to warn people about coronavirus has died we saw china uses drones with thermal cameras to check quarantine residents and temperatures uh which is i mean and we saw i saw some videos with the drones i've i've also and it's incredible to me to watch the videos and most of them i think i can tell whether they're fake or not but then i look at them and i watch them i watch some of them that i'm seeing come through you know three or four times and i can't it's like well you know that could be true and that's the problem right i mean the videos of what's going on in the videos it could be true but eh, we don't know if it is and it would so you just have to kind of go with they're not true that's kind of where i go into it watching the videos is that it's just made up it's not true uh china asked businesses to resume operation orderly and they want factories open by monday i hope so that would be great for the world uh to get back online with what they with what they deal with on the flip side of that i would like to say that maybe that's not a good thing and maybe we here in the states need to start ramping up our factories and start creating some of our own goods right here in the united states we'll see um wearing face masks to avoid the coronavirus has made it impossible to unlock oh no oh no oh no this is sad we do need some sad music with this oh no yeah uh, <sighs> i'm wearing my face mask to avoid covid19 and i'm i want to tell my family and friends that uh i'm okay so i i take out my phone and my phone doesn't recognize me with my face mask on how do i open my phone i can't pull the mask down and let people and let the phone see my face because then it'll be out into the open air and i could contract coronavirus i don't know what to do i don't know what to do are you i mean times are tough when we're concerned about that now we have cruise ships and we talked i talked about the one cruise ship that is they're just wandering around aimlessly around the globe uh you know what's the what's the tv show the the navy ship at the end of the world and they're out there floating around what the heck is the name of that stupid show it's the last ship right that's the that's the name of the stupid show where they wandered around the globe that's what this this what this cruise ship is going to be it's just going to be the last ship. They're just going to be wandering around, floating around the globe looking for ports. And everybody's going to go, uh, no, thanks. Keep going when there is still everybody. And then after everybody is gone, there'll be no one answering their messages. So they're just going to pull into the dock. We have uh, cases quarantined on the Diamond Princess cruise in Japan. Those cases are doubling almost duh you've got people locked up on the ship you think they're not going to continue to get sick uh i mean the the ship is quarantined itself and then now i guess they 
Hopefully, they've quarantined the sick people inside the quarantine zone. I mean, I don't know how you do that on a cruise ship. Um, we've got a cruise ship uh, docking in New Jersey carrying passengers who's going to be tested for coronavirus. Um, sick world dream passengers need medicine now. I mean, I, I, if you're planning on taking a cruise... Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Um, we have uh, we talk about uh, China developing the coronavirus app that tells you if you've been near an infected person. I hope it's not the same company that made the Iowa caucus election app, people, because then you're just either way. We're not doing that. Have a nice day. We don't want those people. Um, we have. Um, Experts telling us it's definitely too light to stop the spread. Uh, although they could be specifically talking about China. And we'll find out from uh, Dr. Roger Klein how that infection, you know, if we have to worry about it here in the States or not. Um, super spreaders. Oh, no. Super spreaders. No, I don't want to hear the sad news. Super spreaders could make coronavirus outbreak harder to contain. Highly contagious coronavirus carriers known as super spreaders that's coming back too we are just a couple of weeks away 10 days if you're listening live to this you're listening live to this podcast this is not live February 13th 2020 if you're listening and watching live 10 days away from the Walking Dead mid-season premiere and uh so that means that we are 11 days away from talking walking dead being back i'm looking forward to it i can't wait although we could actually be talking about the real thing (laughs) not funny i don't know why you're laughing that's not funny talking about the real thing super spreaders like apparently they're the walking dead are a phenomenon that occurs only with some infectious diseases where patients transmit the illness to a disproportionately high number of people so if you're if you think if you think to yourself i i think i'm a i think i'm a super spreader uh no don't we are not recommending that no I'm not recommending that if you see a super spreader, you do that. I'm not recommending that if you think you are a super spreader, that you do that. I'm just saying that if you think you know or are a super spreader, maybe you quarantine yourself. Some would say that's a good way to quarantine yourself. I would disagree with that. Man, I need a drink of Coca-Cola Zero. So we're going to go to the break room. See if Dr. Roger Klein is over there, but first I need a drink of Coca Cola Zero Sugar. So we've talked today about uh, the headlines from uh, the coronavirus or COVID 19. 
And uh, we've gone through, you know, I don't know, a couple of million headlines, and many of it is just as confusing at the beginning, and then we're just as confused when we get to the end. So as long as we're here in the break room, I thought we would, uh, you know, at least maybe get the uh, thoughts from a professional, someone that could say, help us out a little bit. And that would be Dr. Roger Klein. Uh, he is uh, the former medical director of the molecular oncology at the Cleveland Clinic, former advisor to the FDA, CDC, CMS, HHS. I don't know if he has any uh, any affiliation with the zoological associations, the AZA or the ZAA, but we'll find out. But for sure, I wanted to talk to the doc uh, about uh, the coronavirus and kind of where we're headed. And I know, you know, we've always said here on Chewing the Fat, my, my quote is, is that it's going to get worse before it gets better and of course that's now being said by some of the top health ministers around the world we were way ahead of the curve on that anyway dr klein thanks for joining us on chewing the fat today how are you sir good uh, thank you for having me on jeff absolutely so i wanted to just try to cut through some of the weeds and get a professional outlook on what's going on uh, we hear different reports of how many people have passed away, how many people are sick. It's spreading. It's obviously, you know, I joke around, but it's not really a joke. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, through your eyes, where are we at? Well, I tend to be optimistic. I mean, I, I so, so I, you know, I, I don't want to minimize the uh, – the importance of this. I mean, we've got about 60,000 cases now worldwide and, and it, you know, it continues to, to spread, but most of those cases are in China. There are, there are, uh, you know, over, over, uh, well, there's well over a thousand, even more than that now. And, and, uh, but almost all of them are, again, are in China. And that's it. And that's of course, if we, if, you know, I know that I'm using you for your expert advice, but if you believe those numbers, we're still, I mean, those numbers are still yeah. pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. We're talking 3000, I think, but, but, but I, but I mean, we're, you know, so, so for looking at, but there, well, you know, the, so the, the rate of, um, the rate of, uh, the, the case fatality rate that we're seeing. And again, they, they're all, all but three, I think are in China is about two percent so that's been consistent now there's bias in these numbers because you're seeing you're seeing large numbers of um uh, the people who are coming to medical attention are going to be the sickest and so uh, so there's probably a lot of there's probably a you know a multiple of the number reported who have mild or even asymptomatic infections and we know people can test positive and, and really have essentially no symptoms. So, so really, I, you know, what, you're, what we seem to be looking at is, is, um, is a respiratory virus that may be comparable to the flu. I mean, okay. I, that, that's kind of, uh, you know, I, and, and as far as the United States, I mean, we only have 15 cases. Look, it could get worse, but we're, we're taking appropriate measures. We're quarantining people. And I think it's important to understand, CDC has said that, that already up to 30,000 people have died from the flu this year. So, so you know, wow. in terms of risk and fear, what, if, if we're afraid of this, I mean, 270 people a year get struck by lightning. We have 15 <laughs> cases in the United States. If, if, so, I, so I just want to put it in perspective. If we're really concerned, we, we, what we should do is make sure we get a flu shot. That's what we need to get flu shots. And, and you're a proponent of that. You believe that the flu shot will, will help people not get the flu. 
It will it will not help you not get coronavirus, but it will help you not right. get the flu. Right. And if you do get the flu, you'll you'll tend to fare better. It minimizes so, so minimizes I, the, the, yeah. the effects. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean I, that's an incredible okay. number. Uh, now, just to get away from coronavirus a little bit and just you know down a step a little, but that's an incredible number of the people that have uh, that have that we've lost due to the flu. It, it's it is, and I I mean we. We have about 40 million people a year get infected with the flu. Some of them get sick and, and, and some don't. And, and maybe as much as 60,000 people die from it. So, so I just, I, I, you know, I think it's important to take this virus and put it in, in the context of that larger milieu. Even in China, there, there are 11 million people in, that, in, that, uh, in, the, in Wuhan, that city, so, you know, 60,000 is not a, it's, you know, it's obviously a very small percentage of people who are infected. And all of the people who here, there, there have only been two person-to-person cases of transmission that we're aware of. Everybody came from China. They all right. came on planes there with other people. So it's, it clearly isn't, it's not overwhelmingly transmissible in the sense that, you know, half the people on the plane didn't get it. You know, right. you know people. Right. Uh, most people have been tested who have been tested are negative. So what is the now it's it's uh, another thing that's a little frightening is that you can uh have it and not know it and still mm-hmm. be spreading the disease. Now I mean there's a difference between having it and not knowing it and and not being able to spread it, but if I don't know that I have it and I'm still spreading it, that's a little frightening. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that you're, the the likelihood of spreading it when you're when you don't have overt symptoms probably is lower because if you're not coughing, you're not you're not sending out aerosols. You know, it's going to be right. it's going to be transmitted basically through aerosolized body fluids. You cough, you sneeze. So if you don't have those symptoms, you also you probably have a have a lower. And I, I you know I have data to show this. I, it's and it, it it doesn't have to be the case, but it may be you may have a lower viral titer. I mean, sometimes you can you can spread things uh, before you you get a burst of, you know before symptoms because the symptoms are actually an immune response to the virus. Right. So so that's one. But but I think you know if you're not if you're not spreading body fluids, uh, you're you know you don't seem as likely to 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 be able to spread it. And it does seem as if it's primarily close contacts that are that are that have been getting it you know we don't have that much information because so much of it's in china which is which is uh <laughs> i keep to you saying the phrase it's a little frightening it all is a little frightening and i don't know whether to be frightened or not be frightened because again you you talk about you know it's it's close contact Mo- most everything is because of china it's not you know, the person to person was a person who had been to China and then came back to the States and it's with their spouse or their, their roommate. I forget which, what was the other. And, uh, so, I mean, that's the person to person, right? I mean, no one has actually contracted the disease here in the States and then it has started to spread it. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's good news. And on top of which I kind of feel like we're already, maybe ahead of the curve in fighting other diseases here in the u.s and you know other diseases that spread so you know we may be ahead of the curve on stopping this one right 
Yeah, and, and for, first, look, look a few numbers uh, come to mind. If you look at SARS, you know, and, and we didn't have our testing availability was probably much less then. So the numbers are probably skewed somewhat. But still, the, the number of the case fatality rate, the number of people who got the disease and died with, with SARS was close to, to 10%. And we're here, we're talking about a couple of percent. And, and again, they're all in China. So I have to believe in this country where we have, if you, want, if you get sick, you want to be here. And our support, we can't right. cure it, but we can provide supportive care. I've got to believe that it's far better here than in China. So I don't. I mean, I. I think. I think we can't minimize the impact. The administration's doing a great job. They're doing the right thing. CDC, uh, HHS. They're doing the right thing in in quarantining people. And and we need to take it seriously. But I don't think there's any need to fear. I mean, I was in San Francisco last week, and I went to a Chinese restaurant. and I didn't have any problem doing it. You know, it's. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's no, I, I. You know, I. I mean, it's not circulating here. Right. We're talking to uh, Dr. Roger Klein, and uh, who is a uh, uh, former advisor to the FDA, CDC, HHS, and uh, I'm sure you are in some communication with uh, some people involved. And it makes me feel a little bit better that you are optimistic that uh, it uh, it's not going to... It, while it may get worse before it gets better in China, we're pretty safe. Here in the here in the United States of America, I think I think that's right. The risk to Americans right now is extremely low. It's not it's not circulating here. You know things can change, but from what we see, it doesn't. It it, it the numbers of people who are getting it versus the number who are potentially exposed seems low to me. And and if you look at if you look at China, I mean, look, we we it's part of the fear is we don't we really don't understand what's going on there and we hear varying reports it seems like it's yeah. stabilized and then all of a sudden we hear there's 15,000 new cases and 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 we we it's difficult to to assess the information that comes out of there which makes it more frightening and it's new so so i yeah. think and i think it's a natural response but i i i it's not time to panic i mean it, it's again we have far greater you know we have far far greater uh, risks that we that we live with every single day, driving cars and 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 uh, you, you know just, just but again just the flu. I mean so 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 if you were to you know there are things you can do. People say well wash your hands and don't touch your face and use hand sanitizer and don't shake hands. You know do the the fist pump and and I agree with that. But but mostly to protect yourself from the flu and colds. Not not some it would protect you if the coronavirus seems to be you know circulating, but. But mostly to protect yourself from the flu. I notice you're. And, uh, and cold. I notice you're breaking the rules and calling it coronavirus and not COVID nineteen. Uh, have you not been alerted <laughs> in your uh, in your in your responses from uh, HHS and CDC? I mean, it's COVID nineteen now. Is that, isn't that right, my friend? <laughs> you're right. It is. It is COVID nineteen. You you are absolutely right, Doctor Roger Klein. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy, man. I'll let you go. I appreciate it, and I feel. I got to tell you, I feel better. So thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it, the opportunity to come on. Thanks, Doc. I appreciate it. All right. If there's something breaks in, uh, we can and we can help out or talk to us, uh, let us know, please. I appreciate it. Okay. Have a good day. You thank too. you. Take care.
Okay, so there's a video making the rounds on uh, Twitter that uh, you know it's going going a little bit of viral, a little bit of virus uh, attack on Twitter, not COVID nineteen, and uh, it uh, t- shows uh, the the tweet above the picture is this video has the internet legitimately divided. Dude is in the last seat on the plane. Seat doesn't recline. Hers does, and she reclines. He's upset and is punching her seat incessantly. So she records. Who is right? Who is wrong? And uh, see you at 7 on Fox 5 Lion. Rita Morocco. Fox 5. And uh, Fox 5 DC. I might have to look for the report from... uh, Marina Morocco, Fox 5. And uh, coming to you live from Fox 5, D.C. Maybe we get her to do a live report on uh, Chewing the Fat because when Chewing the Fat records, news happens. We now go to Fox 5, D.C. Marina Morocco, Marina. So she's not on right now, so you could you could kill that. So I'm watching the video, and I'm torn because... Okay, so he's in the last seat, and he's got the he's got the tray table down. He's got his phone, and he's watching some stupid video. He's got his headphones on, and he's got his right hand up to the corner of the chair, and he keeps and he keeps punching the chair. Now you see her head moving, you know, just moving a little bit. Tick, tick, tick. He's moving it hard enough to move. He's not shaking it. He's not he's not shaking it. He's not punching it. He's just you know that. Chairs is going back and forth. Now, he does have the look. He looks up a couple of times, and he's got the look that he's. I, it kind of looks like he's mad. But uh, two things: if I'm in the chair in front of him, the your gut reaction is, "Dude, what the heck are you doing? Stop doing that! My chair reclines. I get to recline. Get over yourself." Okay, now, instead of, you could say, excuse me, you know, this is the last seat, it doesn't recline, your chair reclines, could you move it up just a little bit, please? I mean, we're all just trying to get to our destination. Or, perhaps, they're a couple, and she, you know, likes to be, you know, she likes to have the 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 chair, you know, the, the uh it's a massage chair. You know, it's like your it's like your airline massage chair. So, uh you know, it's possible cuz I'm thinking, you know, after a little bit, if I'm leaning back, if I'm leaning back and you know, he's just tap I might fall asleep. I mean, I might be snore soon. I mean, in the middle of which would really make him mad. Then he might actually start taking the chair. But if it's for real, if it's for real, if he's not, you know, trying to, you know, if that's not the wife and that's not something that she enjoys, then, dude, what are you doing? Knock it off. I mean, you're you're exerting more energy in punching this chair than you could be by just trying to lean back and watch your stupid show on your phone and try to get comfortable. I mean, it's just frustrating, really frustrating. And there's one time when he looks up and it looks like he says something to her and he's got the look. I don't know the guy. I don't know who he is. 
and you can't see what the lady uh you know what she looks like or what what her face is like if it's happy or sad or frustrated or mad uh and i'm guessing that she's the one videotaping it looks like she's got the phone held up taping the guy uh there's one time when he looks up at her and he says something and he's got this look like you just want to turn around and punch him right in the face you just want to turn around and punch him right in the face how about you stop punching my chair and i don't know if the i don't know if uh you know i don't know if you, you complain do you start another fight do you become a fight starter on the airline i mean is the are the flight attendants allowing this to happen really i mean at some point you got to I mean, you can't walk on a plane with a COVID-19 mask without getting people, having people all freaked out and having you leave the plane. The guy, like, if I'm across, if I'm across the way, let's say I'm across, if I'm across the walkway and I see that going on, do I say something? I think I do. I think it's like, dude, what are you doing? Knock it off. I think I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm doing something. But. Then she might turn to you and say, I like it. He's my husband. Shut up. And now I'm in the middle of a fight, and I don't want to be there. Yeah, I, I feel like airline employees are right up there with used car salesmen among people I do not want to deal with ever. Wow. 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 I mean, why the hate? Another story that has me confused. Uh, a Georgia fire captain has been suspended. Been suspended. And you think, oh my gosh, what horrific thing did this Georgia fireman do? Well, he ran inside a burning house to rescue a 95-year-old woman. What? How could he do something like that? Oh, that's only what we paid him for? Yes, that's what we paid him for. But. The Atlanta fire captain, Daniel Thomas Dwyer, suspended without pay because he broke protocol. When he rushed into the burning home of Sally Scrine last June, he was supposed to wait for his fire crew before attempting to save her life. Now, the disciplinary report says you enter the structure without your crew members, which is an immediate conflict with no freelancing accountability and maintaining crew integrity. Now, he is the captain. So we're paying him not only to be a fireman, but to be a captain and make some on-the-scene decisions. At least, that's what I would argue. I'm not the captain's attorney. Only playing one here on Chewing the Fat. Now... The head of the fire union said that the captain made a split-second decision to enter the burning home because of the intensity of the blaze. And because of that, because there was this fire was, so, was burning so strong right now, it decreased the survival chances of any occupants. So he had to make that decision and get in there right now. And, and he did. And he went in and got her out of the house. Now... I don't know if it would be different if she survived. I know. It's sad. And I don't want any sad music. I mean, it's sad that she did not survive. But I wonder if she had survived, if it would have made a difference. Because the protocol still would have been broken. 
and he would have gone against their, you know, no freelancing, accountability, and maintaining crew integrity plan. But he would have saved your life, right? Now, the, the, and really, he did do everything he could to save her life and got her out of there, and she, you know, she didn't do it. But having him be suspended and, uh, you know, pushed around and saying, uh, no, 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 you don't. Uh, you can't be doing that. You're a captain in the fire department, but you're not making any split second decisions. You're only going to follow protocols, and that's what we pay you for. Seems a tad wrong. Just a tad wrong. Now, the other side. He gets suspended, you know, for four days. Okay, so again, I'm inside this story, and I'm mad that he's getting suspended. I think he did the right thing. He believes he did the right thing. And, you know, it ended up being, you know, against protocol. But at the, at the time of the fire and the decision made on the scene, it was the only thing to do was to get in there then and get that person out of that burning house. So, you know, he did it. And, you know, consequence, consequences be damned. And that's, there you go. And those consequences now are, even if you think, the problem is it sends a wrong message to the other firefighters, right? Especially captains. I mean, it sends that message of don't make any, we're, don't make any split second decisions. You must follow the rules at all times, even if life depends on it. Well, life does depend on it. That's what these firemen do. No one supports the fire department and fire people more than this show. No one. So him being suspended for four days, I mean, it's, you know, a little, little vacation. And uh, it's without pay, so he's do- appealing the decision because he's like, I mean, I might as well appeal, right? If I appeal and they say, and they overturn it, I get a paycheck. Okay, it's worth the time, right? I mean, the union is probably footing the bill for the appeal, so he's good. <laughs> so... My decision is is that it sends the wrong message. Just like the uh, the union, and I, boy, I'm on the side of the union too. What am I doing? What am I doing? So if you're on the side of unions, subscribe to Chewing the Fat. If you hate unions, subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And you can subscribe right now for free. If you go to the platform of your choice, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you can subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher for free. Go there now. Hashtag not SoundCloud. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. All right, just a quick sports story. Uh, Mark D'Antonio, former head coach of the Michigan State Spartans, who just quit. By the way, after, I think, 12 or 13 years as head coach of Michigan State, um, it was nice of him to quit. Uh, and he quit the uh, first part of this month, not too long ago, a week or so ago. But my favorite part of the story, a couple things. The two things, two favorite parts of the story. One, the season ended quite some time ago. And I'm sure that he was struggling with the fact that man do i want to retire do i want to coach another year do i want to retire do i want to coach another year 
Oh, man, it's just such a difficult decision. So I'll probably wait until that deadline passes when I can get my $4.3 million bonus at the middle of January, and then then uh, it will help me decide. Oh, Mark, uh, by the way, uh, you're still head coach of Michigan State Spartans. Uh, here's your $4.3 million bonus. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Let me get that in the bank and get things working on that. And uh, I'll wait a few days to make it look like it didn't matter. And then, you know what? I quit. I quit. Damn, I'm done. Michigan State, I love you. It was such a difficult decision. Oh, man, do I. Whew, boy, do I not want to want to retire but i just have to i just have to at this time and it couldn't have anything to do with a couple other you know pending ncaa violations and lawsuits at the university of michigan state oh no his attorneys mark's attorneys said that is crazy to even think like that and it has nothing whatsoever to do with that i know i know so just an interesting little little aside from that so i was hoping to be able to talk to the san antonio zoo uh, but apparently apparently they're too busy for chewing the fat very disappointing because no one supports zoos more than this program no one and uh they have a cry me a cockroach event coming up uh if you uh hate your ex for valentine's day for five bucks you can buy a cockroach and name it, and they're going to feed it to their animals. I mean, I, I think it's a good gig, and it started a few years ago. We talked to, uh, I feel like we talked to San Antonio last year, but we did talk to a zoo. Might have been our friends at the Waco Zoo. We've talked to so many zoos. I mean, like I said, no one supports zoos more than this program. And they're in a tough place. Remember the poll we just did a couple of weeks ago where zoos are like at the bottom of what people are doing. More people go to the library. Then go to the zoo. That has to stop. I mean, I don't. I mean, I support libraries, but not going to a zoo more than you go to a library—that's that's uncalled for. Now, if you think five, you got you know, if you think, man, I I hate her or him so much that or them so much that I'm going to spend five bucks on a cockroach and I want to see that that cockroach get eaten by an animal at the zoo. But I'd like to do more. Is there anything I could do more? Well, if you ask yourself that question, there is. You can buy a pre-frozen rodent for $25 and have it get eaten by a snake. So, there's, I mean, that nothing says Valentine's Day like having a pre-frozen rodent named after your ex and watching it being swallowed by a snake. So, I mean, that is fun. You can go to the San Antonio Zoo website and the links are all there and i think you have uh through uh through the day tomorrow uh valentine's day to uh, purchase your cockroach and or rodent and uh it's very good pre-rose pre-frozen rodents uh are part of a regularly daily scheduled feedings for their animals they're delivered frozen from a mouse farm and stored at the nutrition center until thawed for feedings, so you don't have to worry about that. I mean, I'd like to know. We need to talk to someone at the mouse farm. I'm going to see what kind of. I mean, you've got a pretty much locked in market with zoos and stuff. They have to pay you, right? I mean, they got to get their food. When zoos stop, stop feeding their animals, the whole world goes to hell. And so we got to do that. So, and live roaches 
are that they have that you could name and you know feed into the animals for that's only five bucks for five bucks a roach um they are sourced from professional roach breeders so you're good at the zoo Uh, the colony is cared for and maintained by the reptile department in the reptile house so there's nothing to worry about they're cared for you don't have to worry about i mean wow and the the san antonio zoo is the first zoological facility on the planet to be accredited by both the aza and the zaa as well as humane certified by american humane i mean happy valentine's day and speaking of valentine's day and love now tomorrow i'm gonna do a kind of special valentine's day show about love and coming together and how important it is to to be with each other but this story i see uh did you see where Macaulay Culkin has now, he did an interview saying, I never saw anything and Michael Jackson never did anything. And I mean, okay. The whole world hates Michael now. And, you know, leaving Neverland has him being this awful guy. But, uh, Macaulay Culkin did an interview with Esquire. And he said that, uh, uh, I was, you know, he was in the Michael Jackson black and white video. They became close friends. They later faced allegations of, uh, you know, sexually abusing boys. And Calkin said, I never saw him do anything inappropriate. I'm going to begin with the line. It's, uh, it's not a line. It's the truth. So his deal was that, uh, he never saw Michael do anything and nothing happened. And that was kind of my theory is that if you're if you believe that people like Michael Jackson were bad guys and doing bad things to little kids uh and you had some famous people around you who were little kids you wouldn't do anything with the famous people cuz you'd want the famous people to be on your side you'd pick the kid that came from you know downtown detroit and didn't have anything Spend the weekend with... No, I'm going to stop. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking out loud that if you were that type of person, if I were that type of person, perhaps that's what I would do. That's all. That's all. Just thinking out loud. 